Theory. Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. Hey everyone, welcome back to, yeah. a, to a regular-ish episode of a Smashing Theory. I'm sorry that I cut you off with that. Yeah, I thought you were going to stop it back. That was a bad judgment call on my part. That That's fine, Sean. <laughs> As you can see, we're still exactly the same human beings. <laughs> Welcome back. We're fresh and rested from our big old Game of the Year special that yes. we did last month. It was big and old. And, I mean, it wasn't really old. We were talking about old games. They're, 2019 isn't that old. They're a year old, Daniel. <laughs> so we're like two months old. Um, eh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh... This will be an episode where we talk about what we don't have to talk about. But first, a couple corrections okay. from from our game of the year episode. Really, some just some interesting notes. I think <laughs> um, when I when I was talking about eligibility mm-hmm. for 2019 game of the year, I talked about how early access games weren't eligible, demos weren't eligible. Uh, episodic games that weren't finished weren't eligible. Right. And I had examples for everything except for early access games. I couldn't think of any cool early access games from 2019. Mm -hmm. Dreams for the PS4 was early access in 2019 and is just had its full release like earlier this month. Right. So, well, I, or earlier in February rather. Okay. And so that would not have been eligible. That would not have been eligible. Uh, but people, People seem to be really into dreams now, or I've seen some cool dream stuff. Nice. <laughs> There's this dreams video I saw of just like a dreams game someone made. Yeah. Where like you're you're jumping around in like in Bikini Bottom as SpongeBob, and then like SpongeBob like jumps up this hill, and then like he gets to the peak of the hill and he looks down, and where he looks. You just see like a top-down view of the church from Undertale, <laughs> and then like while SpongeBob is looking down there, Sands just like appears <laughs> next to him and like tosses him into the church. Holy shit! Uh, while Megalovania plays. Holy shit! Yeah. So that's what people are doing in dreams. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's kind of incredible. <laughs> uh, just memes the game. It. I think it very much has the potential to be memes the game, yeah. I I feel bad for Media Molecule having to, like, right. d- deal with all the copyright infringement that's going to happen <laughs> in Dreams. But also, I'm looking forward to some of that copyright infringement being very funny. Yes. So, also, uh, a correction, kind of, another fun note. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were talking about our biggest disappointment of 2019... I recalled that 2017 had some really big, big disappointments. Mm-hmm. I remembered that mine was Sonic Forces, but I forgot what everyone else's was. Right. Um, so I went back and I looked through what everyone else had for their 2017 biggest disappointment. Sure. And really on- only one of you actually said, like, the big disappointments I was thinking of. Because Max said his his 2017 playthrough of Nino Kuni, a game that was older than 2017, <laughs> was his biggest disappointment. <laughs> Colin did the same thing. He said his playthrough of Jade Empire on mobile was was his biggest disappointment of 2017. That is that picking up Jade Empire on mobile that is and being disappointed in it is like ordering 
a pizza from Subway and being disappointed in it. <laughs> Disappointment is inherent. You know, Subway did personal pizzas for a while. Don't tell me that they were good. I, they weren't that bad. Like oh. I would, when I got, when I worked at Subway yeah. back when I was like 20 and I got sick of our sandwiches, I would order our personal pizzas. And I they think, were pretty good. I think this was Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if I can argue against that. <laughs> You said your biggest appointment of 2017 was playing through the rest of Final Fantasy XIV to get to Stormblood, which really just felt like an excuse for you to talk about Final Fantasy XIV more. The rest of Final Fantasy XIV is not good. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't come out in 2017. I've come up on Heaven's Word a little bit, but the original A Realm Reborn, boy, that was that's rough. It's a rough experience. You're, you're still talking about it. <laughs> Shadowbringers, on the other hand, I'm sorry, <laughs> Amy, Amy Lee was the one who actually brought actual 2017 things that happened uh, to the fray, and she brought two of them. I forget which one she officially said, mm -hmm. but both of her contenders for biggest disappointment was the release of Mass Effect Andromeda, mm -hmm. which I think is a great pick. Yes, and Star Wars Battlefront Two and that fiasco oh, with, yeah. all, with all the microtransactions and stuff. Also a great pick. I've I've heard that it's improved since then. Yes, uh, appreciably. Yeah, but at the time, holy shit. Yes, yeah. They they did. Disney got wind of how upset people were getting and made <laughs> EA like maya the fuck out of some culpas. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, but yeah, those that's 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 all. That's all for corrections, really. Okay. Except. There's one, uh, there's one kind of a correction, kind of, kind of a thing I want to tackle in in a bit more depth okay. than usual, uh, from, uh, from a while ago, mm -hmm. because we decided to predict Fighters Pass Two yeah. recently, right? Who would be in Fighters Pass Two? I predicted. That the six new characters we would get in Fighters Pass 2, not necessarily in this order, mm -hmm. would be Sora from Kingdom Hearts, Agumon from Digimon, right. Rillaboom from Pokemon, Heihachi from Tekken, The Minecrafter, and Crash Bandicoot from right. the Crash Bandicoot franchise. Your predictions mm -hmm. for Fighters Pass 2 were The Monster Hunter, yep. Phoenix Wright, mm -hmm. The Chosen Undead from Dark Souls, Yes. Arle Naja from Poyo Poyo, mm -hmm. Urshifu, the uh, the Pokemon that isn't in Pokemon yet but will be eventually, yeah. and Riki from Xenoblade yes. Chronicles. So when you made that Riki prediction, mm -hmm. did you remember that Riki is currently both an assist trophy and part of a final smash in Smash Bros. Ultimate? I remember that he was part of a final smash. Right. Uh, realistically, though, I basically just have Ricky in there until I can think of something that I like more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so. You, so you don't... How how likely do you actually think Ricky is remembering that he's an assist trophy in addition to the final smash thing? Like 1%. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I, I basically just picked him because I thought it would be weird... And I uh, it is just weird. wanted to throw something out there. Yeah, I completely forgot that he was an assist trophy um, <laughs> when when you made that prediction. Yeah, I never thought he was that likely in the first place. Right. Uh, but yeah, I I I'd say I'd say zero percent at this point. <laughs> Look, hey, uh, Sean, I want to talk about something in more depth. Do you realize how much your pick sucks? <laughs> uh, Not only do I think it sucks. The laws of reality think it sucks. 
Look, I just wanted to bring your stupid pick up. <laughs> All right, thanks. Uh, Heihachi will never be in Smash. Let's keep going. <laughs> At least that has some likelihood to it. Mm, uh, oh, no, no, no. so... Also, looking at your list, um, I forget whether we talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. Monster Hunter and Phoenix Wright, both Capcom reps. Yes, yeah, and last time I mentioned that I'm basically hedging my bet. Yeah, oh, right, uh, yes, and yes. hoping that one of them will get in, even if both of them don't. Right, yes. Okay, cool. Well, with that out of the way, this episode is called Where's the Nintendo Direct? Uh, <laughs> because... Where is it? Yeah, because at the beginning of the year, Sean and I did an episode where we predicted what would be in the upcoming Nintendo Direct that was obviously going to happen sometime in January or February. Right. And um, and not only have we not seen a standard Nintendo Direct in that entire time, uh, Nintendo has delivered news in several other ways over the past couple of months. Right. And on top of that, uh, since the first Nintendo Direct uh, to exist, since that first Nintendo Direct, this is the longest amount of time to have passed hmm. between Directs, wow. but between like regular Directs. Right. Like this is the longest we have gone without getting a traditional Nintendo Direct. Okay. Uh, instead of like a... You know, like a specific direct that only covered one subject, right? Which we got multiple of, yeah. Uh, over the past couple months, uh, we got that Pokemon one, mm-hmm. obviously, and and more. We'll we'll talk about more. So, uh, over the course of all this stuff, Sean and I made a bunch of predictions about what would be in the Nintendo Direct, right? Uh, and about half of our predictions have been addressed by <laughs> by these waves of other Nintendo updates, these non-direct updates or these mm-hmm. or these focused direct updates. So, I figured we'd do a little a little spring cleaning, happy March. Sure. And uh and sort of clear out the Nintendo Direct stuff we predicted that was announced in stuff that wasn't a Nintendo Direct. Sure. So, first off, you predicted that a Nintendo Direct would be, uh, that would air on January 14th. No, you predicted that. You predicted that. I didn't predict January. You predicted January. You predicted January 14th. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, I had them in reverse. Yeah. Okay. And then I predicted they would air either February 6th or February 11th. Right. Um, it is March. We have not gotten a Nintendo <laughs> Direct, uh... So I guess that means that technically you win that prediction in the sense that if another Nintendo Direct ever happens, it will be closer to your date than mine. Yeah. Unless there isn't a Nintendo Direct for so long that it wraps around. Do you know how the passage of time and, works? And look, all I'm, saying, all I'm saying is... If the next Nintendo Direct is on January 14th, 2021, I win the bet because how crazy would that be? That's all I'm saying. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I guess you didn't say, maybe you said 2020. Someone check the tapes. I'm not going to check the tapes. Uh, But then we we made a bunch of other predictions, and I'll go through particularly the ones that 
have had updates to them. Okay. So we did the thing where we predicted additional support for existing games and services. Mm-hmm. The first thing we predicted was that in February, or in January in your case, right. uh, there would be new NES and Super Nintendo games released for Nintendo Online. Right. Right? Uh, for their, you know, for that Nintendo Online virtual console-esque service. Yes. I predicted that the NES would get Earthbound Beginnings or Yoshi's Cookie and some third-party game that I couldn't think of at the time. Mm-hmm. I said the Super Nintendo would get Donkey Kong Country 1, Super Mario RPG, and Earthbound. Like, two of two of those three titles would, right. would be part of the update. Uh, you said that the NES would get Earthbound Beginnings and a bad Western game in the <laughs> U.S. And it would get Mother 1, mm-hmm. slash, you know, that the Japanese name for Earthbound Beginnings. Yeah. And a cool Japanese game in Japan. Yes. Uh, I volunteered the suggestion that maybe the cool Japanese game would be Fire Emblem Gaiden for right. the NES. And then you said the Super Nintendo would get all three Donkey Kong countries <laughs> presented by a Nintendo employee in a Chiquita banana outfit or hat. And I was definitely wishing on a banana fairy there because uh, that didn't happen. So uh, we just got a, in February, we just got a video that's like, here's some new uh, some new Nintendo Online NES and Super Nintendo games. Uh, just a standalone video announcing stuff. The yeah. U.S. got a video and Japan got a video. So, in the United States, the NES got Shadow of the Ninja and a game called Eliminator Boat Duel. <laughs> Two games I don't think I've ever heard of, actually. Yeah. In Japan, the NES got a game called Atlantis no Nazo and Chrysalis. Right. Uh, Chrysalis being a game we already have in the U.S. Okay. Uh, service. For the Super Nintendo... Uh, the United States got Smash Tennis, mm-hmm. a game that uh, that Japan already had, but we did not. Okay. Japan got Breath of Fire 2, a game that the U.S. already had, but <laughs> Japan did not. And both regions got Poppin' Twinbee. Right. For the Super Nintendo. And Poppin' Twinbee is the only game in the February Nintendo Online update that both regions got at the same time. In other words, I've never been less excited about an update to this service. <laughs> uh, one, I, sh- I should probably check out Eliminator Boat Duel, though, because uh, over on our Patreon, I'm doing a miniseries right. uh, called Road to Mystery, where with uh, Sean's kind of commentary and help, I'm preparing for the mystery game tournament that's happening at Combo Breaker right. at the end of May. And I'm playing a bunch of weird multiplayer games. Uh, Eliminator Boat Duel sounds like it could be a really weird multiplayer game. Yeah, I guess it could just be a single player game, but don't don't call a game duel if it's if it's going to be single player. <laughs> One way to find out. Yeah, we predicted that there'd be news in the direct of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3's Fantastic Four DLC. Uh, I predicted that all four Final Fantasy IV members would be playable. Not Final Fantasy IV. Did I say Final Fantasy IV? You sure did. Fantastic Four. <laughs> all four Fantastic Four members <laughs> would be playable, and Doctor Doom would be included in some way. Right. Uh, this got its own announcement. Mm-hmm. The Shadow of Doom DLC for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 will release March 26, 2020. Right. All four Fantastic Four members are playable. 
Good fucking guess. There will be a boss fight versus Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. There is a single blank slot on the mm-hmm. character select screen, and it is heavily implied that after you beat Doctor Doom as a boss, he will be unlocked as a playable character. Right. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. That that's that's the way to do it right yeah. there. That's some good shit for sure. Uh, we predicted some Fire Emblem Three Houses story DLC news to happen at the direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean thought that it would be a midquel that takes place in during the the period that was skipped during right. the during the time skip. I predicted it would be a prequel where you play as Violet's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, instead... <laughs> instead, it happens like during the main events of the game, and it's a side story called Cindered Shadows that adds a secret fourth house to the game. Yeah, I've I've played a, a little bit of this, a very tiny bit, oh. and I will say that this is still weird, and I like my prediction better than what they're doing. I like my prediction better than what they're doing. But the new character designs are cool, and I appreciate how challenging it is so far. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we predicted it, an update to Super Mario Maker 2, um several updates uh i predicted that there'd be an update i wasn't expecting during the direct Mm -hmm. uh a spring 2020 direct that would happen later would give us a update that made kirby playable right and an e3 2020 direct would reveal the new style right however there has been no super mario maker 2 update news so far mamma mia i still think those things will happen down the line sure they just haven't been announced or happened yet okay uh we predicted a gigantamax event would happen in pokemon sword and shield i predicted gigantamax tyranitar and sean predicted gigantamax galarian wheezing instead a pokemon direct happened (laughs) a pokemon direct happened where they announced a new pokemon game a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon remake. Right. And uh, an expansion packs for Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's a hype fucking direct. It, that was an awesome direct. Yeah. I actually still feel really good about that direct. Maybe the last direct ever. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. There was a direct after it. Maybe one of the last directs ever, uh, including any directs that happened after then, but before now. Maybe that, Daniel. <laughs> we made some predictions about some games that are confirmed to come out in 2020. Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore. I predicted either there'd be no appearance or there'd be a small appearance with no additional news. The game's out now. <laughs> the game came out. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say that was right. Yeah, I'd say so. I I haven't picked up Tokyo Mirage FE Encore yet. Partially because, like, I already beat that game on the Wii U. Sure. So I'm not, like, you know, double dipping isn't an urgent thing, even yeah. though I like that game a lot. And also partially because Barry Anderson was an uncomfortable character then, and he feels even more uncomfortable now. Remind me of who Barry Anderson is? Uh, Barry Anderson is uh, is a big, tubby American guy. Okay. Uh, that yells a lot of things in English. Oh, okay. uh, Even though the, the voice acting is Japanese. Right. And uh, he... Uh, he has a very weird thing happening with the youngest female character in that game. Okay. Yeah. I'll probably I'll I'll pick it up but like if it ever goes on sale. Yeah. You know, Cuz I watched you play a substantial portion of that. Yeah. And I think it's really cool but like, you know, 
I just bought some other games. I'm going to be playing them for a while. The yeah. usual adult thing for not buying games. Yeah, basically. that's that's fair. That's fair. Just, yeah, like, it has less problematic nonsense than a standard Persona game. <laughs> right. But some stuff's still there. Sure. Some stuff's still there. Um, then we predicted Animal Crossing New Horizons would get an information blowout. Right. During the Direct. Uh, there wasn't any... Nintendo Direct for it to get an info blowout, but we did get an Animal Crossing New Horizons Direct on February 20th. Okay, I guess I was I was thinking of that as less of a Direct and more of just like an extended trailer. They called it a Direct. I was thinking of it <laughs> as less of a Direct and more of an extended trailer. <laughs> that's like saying i was thinking of this everything bagel as less of a bagel and more of a round sandwich without meat or cheese <laughs> it's called an everything bagel oh man <laughs> it's a bagel <laughs> Anyway, the Animal Crossing Direct. No, no, let's keep talking about that. <laughs> great. I love it. It's a great topic of conversation. Uh, what else can we compare it with? Um. Only one I can think of is like. I'm thinking of a Christmas story. It's less of a Christmas movie and more of a thing where Santa shows up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, You're hilarious. Thank you, Sean. Oh. How did you like the Animal Crossing direct? That was less of a compliment and more that were of words that came out of my mouth. <laughs> See, you're direction. just bad at this. What did I think of the 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 uh, trailer? The, the the Animal Crossing direct. Oh, I thought the trailer was great. <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to that game and to diving back into the Animal Crossing universe. Yeah, I'm like I'm not as pumped for it. I'm not as pumped for it as I was for New Leaf. Okay. Um I feel like it's it's got less big things that I'm excited about mm -hmm. that it's adding. Uh but when it did get to like the montage of like little like quality of life updates yeah like that that was <laughs> um you know that that anim that animated gif meme of like that guy from wrestling uh <laughs> you really narrowed it down yeah the like one of the wrestling commentators mm -hmm. like oh vince mcmahon oh yeah where I... he he initially just looks kind of thrilled and then progresses through various like, orgasmic facial like, expressions yes yeah, yeah like it'll like it'll show a thing and he's like Ooh, and right. then like and it'll show another thing it's like oh, oh, oh. yeah know. like right uh, just making all these goofy facial expressions and finally it ends with him like fainting because he's so excited right so i made an animated gif montage of like of like <laughs> of like you know like an animal crossing villager like wiping the dirt on the road to <laughs> to like to make a path mm -hmm. and like vince mcmahon going right. like right and then like of them putting a pickaxe 
like to make a waterfall then go like oh uh, right like and just like all these like really like small incremental animal crossing <laughs> changes but him like going yeah. nuts yeah um yeah that's i feel like that's how the animal crossing community has unironically felt <laughs> about the new horizons trailer i mean uh, I, i'm sure that for the people who actually like restart their file over and over again until they get the you know landscape that they like yeah the fact that you could now essentially terraform your island is uh pretty cool that's rad yeah that's really great and i can't wait for really creative people to just like recreate the village from naruto yes just in animal crossing yeah i i think the thing that excited me the most is that they're just adding crafting in the form of like diy projects yeah so you can make like a diy chair table I've never... okay tell me why you hate it just no go. I've, i just i've never been crazy about crafting as uh, a mechanic it's so who hates crafting <laughs> people listening raise your hand if you love crafting everyone's hand is up right now. <laughs> everyone's hand is up. you're my hands up right now in the studio i love how there's no way to like confirm that on like any level like anyone listening doesn't I guarantee have anyone it. i <laughs> i i just like i don't know i'd rather just get a cool new item instead of like get three lame items and have to make and have to do the work to mix them together to get the cool item i love doing the work <laughs> i want to i want to take i want to take a leaf a stick and a dead worm and combine them into a table I'm ready for that to happen. How, what does the dead worm do in that scenario? Uh, you know, he's like, uh, he binds everything together. I guess. He's basically a rubber band. Ugh. <laughs> you ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I, I do things and then I regret doing those things. Uh. <laughs> like... Yeah, sometimes crafting can be cool. Actually, like the the crafting mini game in Dragon Quest XI can be very like zen sometimes. Yeah, I like that one where you're like doing the heat and shaping things, and yeah, that one's cool. Yeah, I guess there's just a lot of games where crafting can be implemented in a very frustrating way. Sure, like you know, it's like oh yeah, you need a you need like a a, a sword, uh, a gem, and. <laughs> Aunt Mail's toe clippings, which, if you didn't check Aunt Mail's secret dresser in the basement of the castle at 4.22 p.m. because she cleans her dresser at 4.33, you have to waste an hour trying to find them now that you're reading this guide on how to get the mailmance. I... <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the finding out Mail's toe clippings, like, that's a separate problem from crafting, right? Like, sure. I mean, there are lots of RPGs where that's just how you find the full item. Sure. And how you can miss it. Yeah, like, th that's that's just the thing. I just feel like a lot of games I've played with crafting tends mm -hmm. to have that problem. Okay. So, like, I, I kind of like, you know, yeah. I, I think in general, getting everything that I need to craft my favorite thing mm -hmm. will inevitably involve me doing things that I don't find fun or doing things that I don't want to do in this video game that I'm playing for fun. Okay, yeah, I will say that, like, I appreciate crafting in games where it feels more like a fun thing you do on the side and less like, like the Kingdom Hearts version of crafting, for instance, where you have to do, like, you have to ace 25 gummy ship missions. Right. And, you know, uh, defeat... Uh, 
uh, Derek the Dark Demon seven times without <laughs> losing any HP. God damn it, and, Derek. And whatever, and take uh, pictures of 12 Mickeys in yeah. 14 worlds somehow. Like, you know, that like that to me is not craft. I mean, it is crafting in the broadest sense of the word, but it's more like a weird, shitty scavenger hunt. Yeah, exactly. Like, I prefer, you know, I've defeated a bunch of monsters. I have all these materials. Like, oh, cool, I can make some potions. I can make whatever, you know. And I feel as though that's going to be more of what Animal Crossing's DIY stuff is. Yeah, see, but I don't love it in Monster Hunter either, which is which is what you mean by like that. That's that's like a quintessential crafting experience for you, right? Oh no, well, I mean, I I was I was thinking less of that and more of like uh, I'm actually struggling to think of example games, but basically like JRPGs where you just kind of coincidentally get materials, like uh, Tactics Ogre. Like you just okay. get you fight monsters or enemies, you get stuff, and then you go to the shop, you craft items. Yeah, that's fair. Like that's I, that's what I when I say that I like crafting, that's what I mean. Yeah, I and I do like the concept of crafting. But I think even in games like that, you'll want to craft something really cool, and then it'll turn out there's an item you missed, okay. right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I don't hate crafting, but, like, it's it's never something that really excites me. Like, like at best, I'll be like, oh, okay, this game has crafting. Okay. Yeah. Now, for me, like, my hand has been up this entire time. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's fair. no way that anybody can deny that. Fair enough. Man, I forget what my favorite part of the Animal Crossing Direct was, but like, there's in, cool shit in there. Yeah, there's there's cool shit in there, and at the end, I I just remember feeling like, yeah, I'm 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 getting this game. I'm excited mm-hmm. to get this game. Um, this will be like Amy Lee's like first real Animal Crossing experience. <laughs> right. I like when when she was younger, I think like she played like a bit of her brother's copy of mm-hmm. an Animal Crossing game or something, but she didn't really like sink her teeth in. Right. And also, uh, one time I played Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival with her, and uh, and she was she was destroying me that entire match, right? Mm-hmm. That entire like Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. For those not in the know, because they didn't buy it because that game is trash. Because no one bought it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Animal Crossing Mobile Festival is basically just like Mario Party, but shittier. Yeah, Mario Party, but with like it's probably closer to Fortune Street, but less people have played Fortune Street. Right. Yeah, it's... and Fortune Street is definitely better designed. Right. This is basically Mario Party or Fortune Street, but there's no like mini games or complex manipulation of the stock market, and it's yeah. just RNG. Well, <laughs> there's the turnip market. Oh God, that's right. But yeah, it's I basically... don't even fuck with that in normal Animal Crossing, <laughs> let alone Amiibo Festival. I fuck with it sometimes, but like basically, like there's a it's you like traversing like a Mario Party style map, yeah. While days go by on a calendar year, mm-hmm. and uh, and then like you know like when you you land on spaces, either like a positive event will happen or a negative event will happen, and right. you get bells or you lose bells, and. Uh, Bells being the currency in Animal Crossing generally. Yeah, and when Amy first was playing Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival with me, she wasn't super familiar with the franchise, so she was calling them shells. <laughs> and and she had like she had like fifty thousand more bells slash shells than I did. Right. And and it was it was December thirty first in game. Mm-hmm. Uh 
And so at the end of the round, the game, the match was going to end and Amy was going to win. Right. So Amy rolls, she lands on an event space. I think I was playing Isabel and she was playing as Digby. I think so, yeah. Yeah? Because she likes Digby a lot. Yeah. So she landed on the event space and the event was... Digby decided to celebrate the new year by spending all of his money. <laughs> you lose all of your bells. <laughs> and then I won uh because I had bells left at the end of the at the end of the day and AU is furious. She's like, Isabel stole all of my shells. I hate her. My favorite thing that happened as a result of that is that she then went onto Facebook and posted a paragraph long, <laughs> all lowercase rant. They're just like, Isabel stole my shells. I had all those shells. She stole my shells. It was, uh, her, her rage was channeled very effectively in that text post. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she refused to engage in any Animal Crossing <laughs> related media for years yes uh she's finally like when animal crossing pocket camp came out she gave it a shot and that Mm -hmm. warmed her up to it a bit more yeah uh and now she's she's getting animal crossing new horizon she's actually excited to get it hopefully there won't be an event in that game where you go out for new year's and you spend all your bells (laughs) and uh and yeah she she and i might even like like make accounts on each other's switches so we can be on each other's islands. That's cute. Yeah, it is cute, isn't it? You guys are cute. Yeah, we're pretty Aww, cute. You guys, <laughs> cute guys. Uh. So yeah, that's that's it's it's neat. Animal Crossing New Horizons looks neat. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. It's good. Yeah. Uh. Then we predicted some stuff that just hasn't come up in a while. A lot of stuff that hasn't come up in a while. Right. Um. We. We thought that maybe there'd be a small showcase of Barely Default 2. Haven't heard any new news. There'd be a substantial showcase of Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Uh, No news. We thought we'd get a localization announcement for the Famicom Detective Club remakes coming Mm -hmm. out in Japan. No announcement of that yet. And I think that's those things are the kind of things that they'll save for an actual direct, right? Okay. Um, Assuming we're getting one. Exactly what I was thinking. Um... We thought that De- Detective Pikachu would not get a new game until 2021 or 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd see Bayonetta later. Bayonetta 3, we'd see that later in 2020, but it would not release till 2021. Sean, you thought that we'd get a Metroid Prime 4 trailer in the direct with a Christmas 2020 release date. Right. I thought it would get a, a that we wouldn't hear about it until fall 2020 and it'd get a 2021 release date. And I'm assuming that, like, if there had been a direct and they canceled it or whatever, we would have seen my thing at this point. So I guess you were right. You Maybe you were right. Maybe you will be right. On the other hand, I predicted that we'd get an announcement that Breath of the Wild 2 was coming out in holiday 2020. <laughs> and you thought that wouldn't get an appearance and to get a 2021 announcement later. Right. Like, basically, like, you think Metroid Prime 4 is a holiday 2020 game. I think Breath of the Wild 2 is. Yes. Um, And so far, we have no idea. And so far, we have no <laughs> idea. Uh, Then we predicted, like, some new announcements that could happen. And lar- a lot of this just hasn't been mentioned, with one really interesting exception. And that's in, a, that's in Wii and Wii U ports, right? We talked about four... Wii slash Wii U ports. Metroid Prime Trilogy, Wonderful 101, Skyward Sword HD, and Pikmin Trilogy. Right. Uh, 
We thought that a minimum of one out of those four ports would be announced in the Direct, a maximum of two of those ports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it'd be Metroid Prime Trilogy and Pikmin Trilogy. You thought it'd be Metroid Prime Trilogy and Skyward Sword HD. Right. Um, so, what happened instead is that Platinum Games launched a Kickstarter <laughs> for Wonderful 101 to get ported to the Switch and other consoles. Yes. So, uh, this was interesting for a lot of reasons. One, Platinum Games launching a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. They've never done that before. Uh, two, uh, Platinum got permission from Nintendo to make Wonderful 101 multi-platform. Right. Uh, Nintendo was so sure they weren't doing anything with Wonderful 101 anymore <laughs> that they gave the IP back to Platinum yeah. and let them, and let them like, publish yeah, it yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Go for it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that Kickstarter got fully funded in less than a day. Damn. Went on to get a bunch of stretch goals, and, uh, and it's coming out May 19th. 2020 for the switch pc and ps4 oh that's my dad's birthday oh and he does not care about video games or the wonderful 101 particularly happy birthday to (laughs) your dad yeah yeah um no that's that's pretty cool that's really cool and that's the that's the wii u port i was expecting the least (laughs) i thought it'd been so long since we got an announcement about that maybe it just wasn't happening anymore but you would never have expected that nintendo would just fucking give the ip back because they didn't give a shit about it until now yeah i did not expect that platinum wanted to this port to come out for the switch so bad (laughs) right that they'd been begging nintendo to like let them put it on the Switch, and Nintendo was like, "No, we don't care." And they were like, "Can we put it on other things?" And they were like, "Fine, but we're not paying for it." The fans will pay for it. The fans will pay for it, and they have paid for it now. Yeah. Platinum's a cool company. Like Platinum every, is a cool company. Every game they release or work on, at least a part of me is like, "Ooh, hmm," you know. I I always really feel like the energy and passion of Platinum behind whatever project they're working on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also said there'd be no uh, Xenoblade Chronicles export this year. So far, we're right. Yep. Um, I I feel like that will stay the truth. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, we predicted some small to medium scale announcements. None of this really has come up. Uh, a localization of Brain Age for the Switch. Nothing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a shadow drop of an eShop game from a Nintendo collaborator. That's a new IP. Right. Um, a new Mario sports game from Camelot. I thought it'd be Mario baseball and Sean thought it'd be Mario volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a new Kirby game of some kind. Right. And, uh, a new small to mid scale using a lower budget IP. Uh, Sean predicted a new paper Mario game. He won't want. <laughs> and I predicted a warrior game that would come out May, 2020. Uh, none of this stuff has been announced or surfaced yet. Right. That that does seem like the kind of stuff they'd save for a for a direct. Sure. The Phantom Direct. The Phantom Direct. Uh, also, we the bigger announcements. We thought maybe an unexpected third party collaboration using a first party IP would happen, mm-hmm. as well as just we did not think there'd be a new mainline Mario announced. Right. We're right about that so far. We're right about that so far. Uh. So yeah, like you know, Nintendo's been quiet about a lot of stuff, but they've they've definitely like rolled out some announcements and updates. Yes, in ways that weren't uh, a standard Nintendo Direct. Sadly, no Donkey Kong Country in a banana hat yet, but a man can dream. 
we also predicted some third-party stuff, and a lot of this has kind of come up. Uh, we thought there'd be a showcase for Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl Gold, mm-hmm. a game from Level 5 that's kind of their, one of their latest like things that they're trying to make really big. Right. Um, it's it's out. It's out now. Okay. It's, it's out on the Switch. I thought there'd be a Digimon Survive showcase. It has been getting, like, little updates here and there. Like, it's like, hey, this Digimon's in this game. Right. Oh, here's a, here's a mechanic that's going to be in <laughs> Digimon Survive. Uh, but it still has no release date yet. Okay. Uh, I feel like we're probably going to get a release date soon, but it doesn't have a release date yet besides 2020. True. I thought that there would be... News about the Moon RPG Remix Adventure localization. No word on that yet. Mm-hmm. I thought that maybe there'd be a Rivals of Aether showcase because I knew that was getting a Switch version. Uh, Dan Fornacci has independently stated that summer 2020 is when they're aiming for that game to come out for the Switch. Right. Um, And I thought there'd be some Shin Megami Tensei Five stuff. No word on that. Nope. Uh, I thought that Dicey Dungeons would get a Shadow Drop. Uh, Terry Kavanaugh has mentioned that it's coming to the Switch in 2020. Okay. But, uh, but yeah. But that's it. But that's it. I thought that a couple of indie games would get announced for the Switch, like Felseal Arbiter's Mark, which has actually been on the Switch since August 2019. <laughs> I didn't realize that it just came out for the system. Okay. It just got ported. Yeah. And cool. I, I didn't fucking... Uh, also, Dean Dodrill's new game, which has not had any announcement of any kind. Right. Dean Dodro being the dust, an Elysian tail guy. Right. And then, uh, AA, AAA port announcements of Apollo Justice Trilogy, nothing. Chrono Trigger, nothing. Mm-hmm. Ne- a remaster of Nier, uh, nothing thus far. Um, we did not, we figured that Mass Effect Trilogy, if it exists, would not get announced in a Switch Direct. Right. We were right about that, at least. We thought there'd be an announcement of Devil May Cry 3. It was already announced for a Switch long before we recorded that episode. It came uh, out February 20th, 2020. That's good. It got a bunch of uh, quality of life updates and shit for oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I definitely want to pick that up because, well, I should say that I've only played Devil May Cry's 1, 2, and 3. Right. Out of those three, it's easily my favorite Devil May Cry. Nice. Uh, so I'll look forward to revisiting that. Uh, and Sean predicted a compromised... Uh, remake of Resident Evil 2. No word on that. Nope. Um, and finally, our big third-party prediction was that Monster Hunter 5 would get announced for the Switch. Right. I still do think that if we're getting a direct, the next direct we get, I feel like Monster Hunter will have a presence in it. Cool. I still do think that. <laughs> it's like 20 years from now. <laughs> oh, it's Reggie. I came back to Nintendo. Uh, here's Monster Hunter 5. Did not come out between then and now. Uh, my body's ready. Goodbye. <laughs> it sounds like it's not as ready as it used to be. Oh, shut up, you <laughs> bitch. I <laughs> hate you. He's gotten cantankerous in his old age. I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we made some Smash predictions because the Byleth showcase hadn't happened yet. Right. I thought we'd get a shadow drop of Tracer. You thought we'd get a shadow drop of the Monster Hunter to tie <laughs> in with the Monster Hunter 5 announcement. I knew. Um, and uh, we thought there'd be a, a trailer for character six and that that character would be Sora. Uh, and that we'd get details on Fighter Pass 2. We got that in the Byleth showcase. We yes. got that last thing. But yeah, so that... So yeah, 
a lot of our direct prediction episode already kind of happened. Right. Just not in a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um, And I guess that brings us to the one prediction we'll get to make this episode. <laughs> Will there be a Nintendo Direct anytime soon? What I think question. one thing that's interesting to note yeah. is that on Nintendo's website, mm-hmm. like they used to have just a Nintendo Direct category on the website. You get to click on that button and go to like, you know, uh, go to a Nintendo Direct page. Mm-hmm. That button has been removed from Nintendo's site. Yep. Uh, and obviously a lot of people are kind of freaking out about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you think, Sean? Are Nintendo Directs over? Are we done? Here's my dark thought. Okay. I think that Nintendo stepped back. They considered, however middling it may have been, uh, the you know production cost of doing a big Nintendo Direct. They considered that out of all people who regularly purchase Nintendo products, conservatively, 90% of them probably don't know what a Direct is, uh-huh. let alone watch them. And they decided that it wasn't worth it and decided to quietly stop doing them forever. That's my that I I hope that's not true because I love Nintendo Direct. Sure, but that is what my heart is telling me is the case. I I feel that I feel that fear. Um, my thought is that the button got pulled two weeks after they put out an Animal Crossing Direct. Mm-hmm. You know, there's they've still been doing directs even if they haven't been doing a main nintendo direct right i I, and i should clarify that when i am when when i say direct what i'm thinking of is Is, you know a person in a a suit uh with a white background you know intros and outros a montage of several games that are coming out for a nintendo product in the near to distant future right like that when i yeah just just to clarify you know the 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 phrasing when i say direct that is what i mean that's what i'm referring to in this context okay um i think that we're still getting a direct in march okay and i think that the button getting removed from the site is just because maybe they're overhauling that section okay um or maybe because um they're going to change the format somehow hmm like maybe you know maybe they'll remove the people in suits mm-hmm. you know like maybe maybe they're going to rebrand Nintendo Directs right or treat them differently but we are they're, still <laughs> they're going to call them Mario Minutes and they're going to be hosted by Mario as portrayed by Charles Martinet <laughs> did you hello it's me Mario welcome to Mario Minute the first game I like to talk about is Animal Crossing. Here's a trailer. Woohoo! So, you you've said something without realizing it. That's absurdly close to a thing that's actually happened. Okay. Like Charles Martinet is not involved, right? But, uh, Japan used to do like monthly video showcases called Nintendo Worlds or something. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would yeah, have yeah, puppets yeah. of Mario and Peach like right. announce things. And that was Charles Martinet's first gig as Mario was to go to one of those, I think, and what? to do Mario. What? No. What no, are I, you what I, are you talking okay, about? Okay, I think we're not thinking of the same thing. Because when we Charles are... Martinet initially got hired, 
there's like video of this like moving Mario head at some convention and yeah. Charles Martinet just like riffing. I thought that was what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I, I'm talking about video streams that Nintendo has done okay. in the recent past. Like, okay, all right, all right, yeah. all right. Cool, cool your, slow, slow your roll, hot pants. I, I'm trying to explain this to you. Just a misunderstanding, all right, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bagels aren't bread. Right. I didn't oh, say no. that bagels aren't bread. <laughs> you know, I'm allowed to tell you you're wrong about something without you putting like 10 walls of defense up. Uh, well, what can I say? That's me to a T. Yes. Sean Wallsy Walls, Francis. <laughs> Sean deflects until we both die, Francis. I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm the Gaijinka of a Metapod that just hardens over and over again <laughs> until it dies. Uh, uh, anyway, anyway, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, no, like, Nintendo used to do, like, this monthly, like, uh, like in Japan, they used to do this monthly, like, video stream thing. It was called Nintendo World or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they would, the presentation of it would be, these live action like Mario, like Cat Mario and Cat Meat, <laughs> Cat Peach puppets. Okay, like uh, it was that era, right? Right, like, this, like Mario Land, 3D Land era. Yeah, yeah, 3D World. Yeah, like the, yeah the, the kind of the Wii U era, mm-hmm. and like the puppets would announce things in like cute voices, <laughs> and that that did not leave Japan. That only happened right. in Japanese. It's a me, not Charles Martinet. Yes. Somebody else playing Mario. Also, I literally preface that with Charles Martinet is not involved in this story. My mind works in mysterious and fascinating <laughs> ways, okay? It sure does. <laughs> anyway, uh, long story short, I, I do think that uh, that directs will still be a thing even if Nintendo stops calling them Nintendo Directs, okay. even if they they feel a little different. I think, for example, I think E3 will still be Nintendo kind of doing a, a digital showcase right. and not getting onto a live stage, okay. right? Um, it just might be like more like the Sony thing where a cheerful announcer is going like, and now the monsters are coming in Resident Evil 3. Here's a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. Yeah. They they might like, yeah, they, they might scale it down a bit, mm-hmm. but I think they'll still exist. And the, the biggest thing is that Nintendo currently does not have any titles slated to come out in April or May. Okay. And they will generally announce things that are coming out like a minimum of two months in advance Mm -hmm. right and it's so basically like we're probably not going to get any physical releases of nintendo titles in the month of april because it's it's march now and it's like the switch is booming right now the switch is doing great Mm -hmm. it'd be really weird if there was just a drought of of nintendo titles for the platform yeah. that lasted two or three months, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, after after them doing a, a really good steady job of like of like releasing at least one title a month, generally not going more than two months without without something not coming out for the mm-hmm. platform, right? It, it's just like some sometime in March, probably early March, Nintendo has to announce a game that's coming to the system. By May, sure. you know, like, yeah. uh, or especially because 
if we get to the end of March 2020, which is the end of the video gaming fiscal year, mm-hmm. if we get to the end of the fiscal year and Nintendo hasn't told anyone what they're releasing at any point in the next fiscal year, <laughs> right. investors are going to be worried. Yeah. So Nintendo has to announce something. Sure. Right? And I guess like I guess they could just be like, uh, by the way, we're releasing Kirby's Big Mouth in May. Here's a trailer. Like, here's just an announcement trailer for it. We'll see you in another month. It's a collaboration between Kirby and the Netflix show Big Mouth. Jesus Christ, I've never been more horrified at a thing you said. God. Kirby experiences puberty on no, Nintendo I, Switch. I don't want to talk about that show on this show. I don't want to think about that show at any point in my life. That's fair, neither do I. Oh, God. Just as soon as you said it, that was what popped into my head. I apologize. <laughs> um, Kirby's gigantic food hole. <laughs> Uh, com- yep. coming in May, like yeah, they they they've got to do something, and I feel like really the way that makes the most sense to announce things for them is a direct, you know, sure. or or something resembling a direct. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I would not be surprised if something got announced and aired before I finished editing this episode, <laughs> because sure. that's the way things happen here on sure, the Smashing sure. Theory. That's fair. We make a prediction about things, and then before anyone else gets to hear our predictions, Nintendo announces the thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, my... The thing that I keep thinking about is whether or not we're now experiencing the opposite problem of, like, this isn't a bagel, it's a piece of circle-shaped bread. <laughs> like, Like, to me, saying... Even if the direct completely changes its format, it's still a direct because it's a showcase of games. Is like saying, "All right, guys, I've successfully brought back dinosaurs," and then holding up a gecko. Like, I get what you mean, but you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Nintendo kind of invented this whole format. You know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's kind of a stretch to say, but like, like the the thing that happens now where a game company makes a bunch of announcements in a digital video all wrapped up like in a nice little package that wasn't happening until Nintendo did Nintendo directs, Mm -hmm. you know? And actually like half of the people that do this format, half the people that do the format that Nintendo like started and made a trend, Mm -hmm. they call those things directs. (laughs) So even if Nintendo doesn't use the word direct, when they do their next showcase, their next digital showcase of games, uh, if they do it in a way where it's multiple announcements uh, about different games coming to a Nintendo platform over the course of 20 to 40 minutes, I'm going to consider that a direct, whether they say the word direct or not. Well, then let me just again clarify my position. I think that thing might happen. In fact, I think it would be re- unreasonable to assume that it will not happen. Yeah. But I think that the days of Nintendo doing a thing that they actually call a Nintendo Direct that is bookended by a host are over. Hmm. I think that this I, new thing that's going to happen is going to be a showcase of video games, but it's not going to be what I mean when I say Nintendo Direct. I mean, I think they might scrap the host, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's possible that they scrap the host. But the way I think of it, like, uh, you know how they were also doing Nintendo Indie Directs, right? Yeah. 
and then they stopped calling them Nindies Directs, and mm-hmm. they started calling them Indie World. Right. But they're the exact same thing. <laughs> it's this like Indie World is still the same thing that Nindie Directs were. Sure. Um. So I like I think it's I think it's going to be a similar, a similar scenario where like. Maybe they will give us a sandwich instead of a bagel this time, but it will still be bread. I, funnily enough, I was thinking of a similar analogy. I was going to say, so basically, I feel as though what the impasse here is, is that I'm saying, I don't think Nintendo is going to produce cheese anymore. They're going to start producing milk. And you're saying, Nintendo will continue to produce dairy products. And as far as I'm concerned, that's cheese. <laughs> You still get vitamin D from it, and it's made from a cow's milk. Ergo, I think, I think there's a lot more that's distinct about a direct than the fact that there's a host there. You know? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. So and, I, right, and what I'm saying is that the next showcase of games that we get will be a an appreciably different experience. That's okay. What I think. All right. Okay. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think whether or not they call it a direct, it'll still be pretty recognizable as as okay. a direct you know i i think like yeah maybe 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 there'll be some changes to the format but it'll feel more like an updated it'll feel more like an update to the nintendo direct format than mm-hmm. something completely different okay yeah oh well, i guess uh we can do uh nintendo direct format reactions episode when that finally happens (laughs) yeah i yeah i think i think we have to get something in march like the the end of the fiscal year is coming nintendo needs to announce things Mm -hmm. and so they need a way to announce things and they kind of have a way to announce things and they've had a way to announce things for years so yeah i i think it's happening okay Terry Syvertson on Twitter says, I think the general Nintendo Direct will happen after PAX East is over with. Okay. Um, thanks, Terry. Yeah. I, I think that's a good point. Like, Nintendo did go to PAX East and, mm-hmm. like, showcase some games there and stuff. Um, so, like, they probably wanted to wait until that event was over so they could focus on some new announcements. Sure. Yeah, that's, like, that's not an unfair guess. Yeah, I think that's a distinct possibility. Thank you, Terry. Yes, thank you, Terry. I think it's a shame that you're not a more popular character in Smash. <laughs> yeah, cool mechanics, Terry. And great guesses about directs. Terry Syvertson, not Terry Bogard. Are you okay? <laughs> That's what Terry says. James M. on Twitter says... Yeah, what does he say? I think something like a direct is prepared... But all the release dates are in flux. Hmm. I know Nintendo has had to push back projects like Metroid and Animal Crossing, and they would hate to do it again with different titles. Ah. I expect something big for April or May. That's a fun little theory. Yeah, thanks, James. Yeah. Thanks for popping by, per use. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see whether Terry Bogard or James McLeod is correct about uh, this, uh, this direct date. Who's it going to be? Titan Man or Space Fox. Mark E. Who? Sorry, please continue. <laughs> Mark E. sends an email. Okay. Mark E. says, 
I picked the right time to try out Stardew Valley. Hmm. You can't be hungry for more games when no other games matter. <laughs> and then he attached uh, an animated GIF of the the guy uh, point, yeah. pointing at his head, like doing the oh, thinking. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah that's uh, I I at this point I I have Stardew Valley on uh, my computer and I have Stardew Valley on my phone. Ah. And I've tried it out on both. Tried it on both, and I do not understand why I can't get into it. <laughs> like, it should be everything that I want in a game put together. Right. Like, it's a farming simulator with social links. It even has a dungeon crawling mechanic. It does. Like, there's so much shit about it. There's, like, fishing. There's all the, all the like, incidental stuff that I like in games is in this game. Yeah. And then I sit down to play it, and it's just like, I don't care about this. And I don't understand why. I've even thought about triple dipping and getting it on the Switch. Which, in spite of the fact that I already bought it twice, <laughs> and my total playtime is probably twenty minutes, you you do get hangups on game aesthetic sometimes. I kind of like this aesthetic. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like fine. It's like what you expect from like a Harvest Moon style game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I do, I don't get it. I don't understand why I can't get into this game. I I truly do not. It's it's your like it's your hipster energy just preventing you <laughs> from liking something that's really popular. Uh, but even something that I would love like this, <laughs> God. Anyway, I'm glad you're enjoying it, Mark E. Me too, Mark. Thank you for the mail. Thank you for the mail. Garrett D on Facebook. All right, sends us some more stuff. Cool. So here's uh, Garrett says. Mm-hmm. So here's some Animal Crossing questions. Okay. One, how would you explain Animal Crossing to a non-fan? <laughs> Two, what are you most excited for in the new game? And three, if you two were Animal Crossing villagers, what would your catchphrase be? <laughs> I think that my favorite way to tackle number one, which is how do I explain Animal Crossing to an outsider, is to say that by playing Animal Crossing, you get to live the life that you wish you could lead instead of living in American society. <laughs> like, you arrive at a new town. A strange raccoon man gives you a home loan that you that has no interest and that you can pay back whenever you want. Everyone likes you. Uh, people are constantly moving in and out and keeping things interesting. You do not have a job. You get all your money by doing interesting things that you enjoy. You spend your spare time populating an entire museum and taking boat trips to a peaceful island. Like, it is the equivalent of a slice-of-life anime or TV show <laughs> in video game form. How do you not like that? It's the, it's the best way to relax of any game that exists. That's how I describe it to, that's, <laughs> to an outsider. That's fair. Yeah, my I guess I'd just say like, you know, well it's just like, you know, it's it's a cute little game. You're it's oh, oh, a cute little Daniel cute game. It's always just a cute little game. It's so much more than that, Daniel. It's a masterpiece of stress relief. It's brilliant. I I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know where <laughs> I just thought I just thought I'd try something and it didn't work. You that did. happens. You know, in improv, you have to be free to really get out there and make mistakes. 
And it was a mistake that I made just now that has led us to this point in time. In improv, it's also great to know when to, like, stop. Well, no, 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 come on. Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and I wish you'd stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Daniel, please continue. How, how would you describe Animal Crossing to a friend who's never played it? Oh, I know. You should You some animals and, you know, you, you do some... You just, like... You... <laughs> You take it my impression of you, and you've turned it into Carol Channing. Like, that is incredible. I don't know who that is. Uh, she she played famously played Dolly in Hello Dolly, and she just sounds like this, like it, ex- almost exactly like that. Oh, uh, the reason that I know who she is is that Ryan Styles did impressions of her in Who's Line all the time. Oh, nice, and uh, it's very funny every time. I love Ryan Styles. He's great, and of course, Kyle Mockery. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, just a, a stellar duo. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, the ultimate double act. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Um. Yeah. Animal Crossing is cute. You yeah. Know? It's. Uh. Yeah. You you live in a little village. You get to customize yourself and the village. And you get to. You know, you live in a house, and you get to make that house look however you want, mm-hmm. and. And the village is filled with adorable animals that all say really funny things. I know it's a very charming game, and it's yeah. very Nintendo, yeah. And it's there, there isn't anything else that's quite like it in gaming. Yes. So it's a very unique experience on top of all that. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, when my grandfather uh, was, was still around, he... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, and I was really into video games, and and so was my dad, mm-hmm. and like, and my grandfather mostly just saw the kind of the games that my dad played, stuff right. like stuff like Bioshock and Half Life, and you know, he's like, video games are just about killing. All you do <laughs> sure. is all you do is kill and murder in video games, and and you know, like dad actually comes to me is like, hey. <laughs> Your, your grandfather says that video games are just about killing, but you you play some games that aren't like that, right? And I'm like, oh well, you know, like, I, I, I guess, like, you know, I mean, I guess pretty much every game I play like has killing in it, but like, there's games <laughs> where killing isn't the goal. And that's like, I literally saw you play a game the other day where you gave a shovel to a raccoon, and then he. <laughs> He added a story to your house. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess there isn't any killing in that. Yeah, that's pretty good. You already kind of mentioned the feature you're most excited for in a new game mm-hmm. uh, in New Horizons, which is uh, DIY, right? Which, yeah, which is the crafting system. Yeah, I remembered what my what the thing I got most excited about was. What is it? Uh, that you can use QR codes. From oh, New Leaf, right? You can use QR codes from New Leaf to put shirts and music mm-hmm. and stuff that you made in New Leaf into New Horizons without having to make it again from scratch. I think they said you could do that with Pocket Camp as well, didn't they? I think they said you could do that with yeah, Pocket Camp. That's yeah. cool. That's really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a really awesome feature, um, and that that makes me kind of more excited. Like, even though. I haven't created anything of worth in New Leaf, really. <laughs> it's just cool that you'll be able to, like, do, you know, to get other people's designs or people who really got into that can bring all their stuff over. That's a great feature. Exactly. It's fucking awesome. And, uh... And... <laughs> and my, uh, my Animal Crossing catchphrase, uh... 
you know, Animal Crossing, the the catchphrases are usually kind of puns on right. what kind of what kind of animal is saying the catchphrase. So you kind of have to figure out what animal you'd be, also. Okay. So, uh, so in Animal Crossing, I'd be a British fish, and my catchphrase would be Salmonello. <laughs> <laughs> That really took me off guard because I thought when you said you have to figure out what animal you were going to be, you were going to follow that up with an animal that you would actually reasonably be. But instead, you were just like, I'd be a British fish. This makes no goddamn sense. Salmonello. Good. Excellent. Great. Yeah, I I would not be a British fish if I were at Animal Crossing Village. <laughs> no. I, I guess I'd be like, maybe... Amy likes to say I am either a bird or a dog. Okay. Like, me as an animal personified, I'm either a bird or a dog. I'd probably go bird because I mostly associate you with dinosaurs. Aww. Uh And uh, they aren't around anymore, but birds are. And yeah. birds might have been them. Yeah, true. I guess it could also be like a lizard or something. Sure. But yeah, like, uh, um, in that case, if I were a bird, I'd say something like, you check your tweets lately? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> just every, just every time, like the, like tragically, Tom Nook passes away, and you go to the funeral. <laughs> you come in very respectfully. You know, you, you speaking in a low voice. You checked your tweets lately. Hello, I'm very sorry for your loss. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's, it's after the funeral proceedings. You're you're at City Hall. Isabella's reading Tom Nook's will. I just kick the door open. You check your tweets lately. Everyone just looks up, stares at you, and then, and he would like to leave his favorite rug. <laughs> uh, to <what>? me. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Why did Isabel so like so like break into song? You know, she, I, was trying to, I was trying to do like like she's getting really choked up and about to start crying. You just thought she was gonna fucking just belt out an anthem to me. I'm like, oh god, Isabel, I'm so sorry to see what you're going through. You check your tweets lately. Oh god. What's your what, what's your catchphrase? Oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> that's not my catchphrase, but that's real. That if you were an Animal Crossing animal, I could see you just being <laughs> like, like, hi, very my stomach hurts. <laughs> this is talking about what animal I think I am is always very problematic because I based on my mannerisms and eating habits and sleeping habits, most often associate myself with a bear. The problem being <laughs> that in certain subcultures, a bear means something very different. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a joke from the Muppets. <laughs> oh yeah. That's yeah. True. That's like Fozzie is, is like, you know, in the right. dating scene and, and, uh, and he's like upset, like, well, he's not upset actually. He's actually pretty chill about it, but he's, he's just kind of lamenting the fact that, uh, that he put online that you know he's uh he's a f- he's a 
Right. He's, he, he's a fuzzy bear looking for love, <laughs> uh, and uh, the responses he got wasn't what I was expecting. Right, right. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, so I I guess I'd, yeah, I'd be like a honey bear or something, and uh, <laughs> since I'll never be able to top, have you checked your tweets lately? <laughs> I'll just say that it'd be like, oh, it's very nice to see you. Oh, uh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> just anytime you see a human, you're just like, hey, honey. Hey, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's very Animal Crossing, It actually. is, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, usually somebody's like, hey, Noodle, or whatever. Uh-huh, it's yeah. It's a weird name. Yeah. You just spell honey the normal way, though. You don't spell it H-U-N-N-Y so that you don't <laughs> right, get yeah. like, sued. Yeah. I'm literally calling them the bee byproduct that yes. is sweet and you put on biscuits. Yes. Uh. <laughs> All right, well, thanks. Thanks for the questions, Garrett. Yeah, thanks. This became a thing. It became a thing. Thank you for the thing, Garrett. You check your tweets lately. <laughs> Mitch E on Twitter. Mitch E on Twitter. He's checked his tweets lately. I'm sure he has. I just thought of something you can do as episode ideas if you don't have much material. Okay. You could do your favorite games of the decade, but as episodic parts. Hmm. Like, part one is 2010 and 2011, part two is 2012, 2013, etc. It could be a good way to have episodes to fall back on. When not much is happening in the gaming scene. Games of the Decade will always be relevant, so it's just an idea I thought you guys might like. I do like that idea. That's a neat little idea. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. Uh, fun fact, actually. Um, Sean and I, along with our, our mutual friend and former Play This co-host, Max Lando, mm-hmm. um, and our friend Colin, uh, we were all in a group chat uh, a couple months ago, and we all kind of made a top ten list of our games of the decade. Yeah. So Sean and I already kind of have that locked in. <laughs> That's true. Um, and I was th- I was thinking about maybe us just kind of reading those off for maybe like a bonus content on our Patreon or something. Cool. Patreon.com slash Beep Boop Group. Um, like, yeah, because I do want to... Uh, yeah, I think games of the decade is a fun discussion. And yeah. it'd, it'd be cool to have. Um, I guess right now... Since us going over our whole top ten, like, this moment would make the episode an hour longer, so we're not doing that. But I could at least share my number ten game of the decade, which is Animal Crossing New Leaf, funnily enough. Nice. That's my tenth favorite game of 2010 to 2019. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Do you remember yours? I'm I'm trying to find the group chat. I archived it, and I don't know where it is now. Hang on. And my number 10 game of the decade on that list is Red Dead Redemption. Pretty good pick. Yeah, I just think that that is probably the most solid game that Rockstar has ever released. And I it really sticks in my memory as a a very, very cool and memorable experience. Wow. I Out of Rockstar stuff, I always got more attached to Bully. Yeah, well, I'm the most attached to Bully, but I think that Red Dead Redemption feels like more of a complete game experience. You know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really fair. Cool. Um, well, yeah, if uh, if you're interested in hearing our other games of the decade... Uh, let us know. Yeah, let us know. And maybe also preemptively <laughs> back us on patreon.com slash group. Yeah, then let us know by posting in our Patreon yeah wink 
Wonk. And then maybe Daniel will launch yet another podcast where we do this. That would just be a. I'd just do that as a bonus content, like <laughs> right, a fun, a fun like feature length bonus content. Um, I guess. Hmm. You know, I'm 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 having some thoughts. I'm having some thoughts about okay. stuff. Um, not Enfrique on Twitter sends us a tweet. Okay, catching up with episodes and the lore of this podcast. <laughs> so I have a few questions. Mm-hmm. A, did you Daniel and Sean meet in third grade? <laughs> and B, is Sean seven feet tall? <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, not Enfrique. So, uh, no, Sean and I did not meet in third grade. We met right. in in 11th grade for me and 9th grade for Sean. Yes. So you were like 16 or 17 and I was 14. Yeah. 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 I was 16. You were 14. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. We, I, uh, I do. I may have mentioned that I, I have other friends who I met in elementary school, but none of them have been on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, uh. Yeah, Sean and I, Sean and I met in high school, and and we have been friends since. Actually, out of the podcast regulars and semi regulars uh, that you may have heard on this podcast or play this, I've known Colin the longest because I met him in the seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. Oh right, yeah, yeah, we went to the same middle school. And I've I've known Max the longest because I met him in my freshman year of high school because we were both in the same year. Right. Um. Uh, Sean, Sean is not seven feet tall, uh, but close. Yeah, I'm I'm six feet eight inches tall. Yeah, uh, which is pretty tall. Yeah, he's a tall glass of water. Yeah, I I people often ask like, oh, how old were you at X age? And I can't remember them all, obviously. How I've been, old were you at X how, age? How, sorry, how tall was I at right. X age? Right. I can't remember them all because I've been many heights in many ages, but I can tell you that in the eighth grade I was six four. And I stopped growing my sophomore year of high school, which is when I hit 6'8". Yeah. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's already really hard to be 6'8 in many contexts. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so th- it is fine that I am not taller than that. I'm 5'5", five five, so we're basically a comedy double act. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. We're the Laurel and Hardy of the modern era. <laughs> but thanks, Enfrique. I hope that's enlightening. I yes. hope that, that fills in some gaps for you. Now, as you're correcting the Smashing Theory wiki, you can uh, change my height and change when we met. Oh my god, someone make a Smashing Theory wiki. <laughs> that would be incredible and also kind of strange. <laughs> uh... Finally, thank you, Enrique. Yes. Finally, our last listener mail is an email from Yaswa. All right, Yaswa. Frequent contributor. Yes, indeed. Yaswa says, choose a fictional buddy to star in a movie with a buddy cop style, e.g. Detective Pikachu, Roger Rabbit, or Sonic. Choose... For each other. Oh. For extra clout. Explain why the buddies would first not get along and then eventually become the bestest of buds. <laughs> this is a great question. It's excellent. Oh, man. Do you have any idea who you'd choose for me? I do. Okay. But I want to hear yours first. I don't know mine yet. Dang. I haven't had the opportunity to think about this until just now. Okay, I've actually got one. Okay. So, I think of you as someone who, you know, when you are at your job or when you are working on podcasts, 
you are a fairly driven, fairly organized person, you know, like you, uh, you stick to company policy, you follow the rules, you've got your outline, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think those are positive qualities. And so I would want for comedic effect to choose a really lazy character that kind of flies by the seat of their pants uh-huh. because I think there'd be good dramatic friction there. Yeah. Um, but then at the end you wind up coming together. Uh, so the character that I've chosen is Travis Touchdown from No More Heroes. Oh God, I would hate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd hate I, that guy. I think that initially you would just be like, you know, like driving your squad car, like reporting something on the radio and he would be like, uh, like playing his Nintendo Switch or like smoking a joint or something. <laughs> uh, and there'd just be a great scene where like you blow up at each other for what you perceive as each other's various faults. But then there's some kind of crime that happens and he's able to stop them with his magical baseball swinging powers. And you're like, oh, okay, you have some value. And from there, you gradually progress into a begrudging friendship. God, I, I just would not be able to stand that guy. <laughs> he's just so like, like. I've been, I've enjoyed No More Heroes games, uh-huh. but he's not a person I wanted like ever be around in real life. <laughs> well, you, you know, gotta be around. He's, yeah. he's just like an obnoxious, horny like asshole. God. You gotta be around him for this movie where you're both police for some reason. I, <laughs> yeah, I would also never be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Well, let's imagine that this is taking place in a world where cops are ethical and don't kill people indiscriminately. I I could. Let's maybe. imagine this is taking place in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, may, maybe then. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'd definitely never be a U.S. cop. Jesus Christ. Um, I've I've got. I'm kind of glad that was your pick because here's here's my pick. Okay. Uh, you know, a, a buddy cop movie. I think, especially at the beginning, uh, has to star two characters that do not like each other. Yes. Right. Um, so like, cause I, you know, quintessentially you want to see them become buddies over time. Exactly. Yeah. So I think like, this is, this is a great opportunity to take a character, uh, to take is someone. Is it Hey Hachi? <laughs> God damn it. Is my buddy Hey Hachi from fucking <laughs> I, Tekken? I just think that it'd be a great opportunity. Oh my God. To, to air out some dirty laundry, you know? How to, dare you compare to... <laughs> this to my Travis touchdown choice? <laughs> Just, I actually considered what kind of human you are and chose your polar opposite. You picked Heihachi. I mean, you, you know, you're 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 a guy, a, a young guy that tries his best to adjust to things in the world, and and Heihachi's old and he punches missiles. And I never do that. I mean, it's true that I never do that, but nobody does that. Like this is the worst thing that's ever happened. You know, I just like. You know, it starts out with you in the cop car. You're just you're just furious that you have to be next to this man, right? Like his his hair is like just poking into like the top of, the cop, <laughs> of your cop car, you know, and and you're just like you're just trying to be polite. It's like okay, so like what what, what do you do? Do you have any family? And he's like, I threw my son off of a cliff, <laughs> and he turns to say that to me and rips the roof off of my car with his hair. <laughs> And just like, just like punches the rest of it off for like good measure because that's he punches things. After we release this episode, I'm not going into our Discord for three days because we have a Heihachi emote. That's all that it's going to be for three days because of you. Uh, just you know, but like over time, over time, like 
Heihachi, like, you know, like, the, the, the criminal you guys are pursuing, like, has a missile launcher. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, a missile launcher. What are we going to do? Don't worry, Detective Francis. I got this. <laughs> and then I arrest him for throwing his son off a building. And the movie ends with him in prison forever. <laughs> That's not how funny cop movies work. Uh, there is no sequel. <laughs> because the story has a natural conclusion that everyone expected. The sequel is you getting a body cop movie with someone that you have a more natural dynamic with. Did you choose this question because you immediately thought of this answer? No, I actually had to think about it for a while. <laughs> that I realized that Feihachi would be a pretty funny answer. Uh, I, well, it's an answer. I guess if I guess if I were, were trying to think of a sp- like a character whose dynamic would specifically clash with your personality, yeah, and not just. A character whose existence clashes <laughs> with, with my existence. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nathan Drake. <laughs> that is a great choice. Yeah, because like you know, you you'd kind of just want to kind of like stay in your comfort zone uh-huh. and like not like not do anything drastic. You know, yeah. you'd, you'd you'd be very like you'd you'd want to keep to your routine and not do anything exhausting and Nathan would be the exact opposite of that. Yeah, no, he he would be the, you know, the kind of catalyst, the inciting incident for the movie. Yeah. Would be that we have like a patrol beat and I just want to keep doing that. Yeah. He wants to like get the bad guy, you know. Yeah. He'd be kind of the Andy Samberg of the whole situation. He absolutely would. Yeah. 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 And uh, and yeah, you you just have to eventually like he would like he would you would help him like you know like rein it in a little bit right. and he would help you come out of your shell yes yeah and then there would be some shot at the end of the movie where there's like a hostage or something and nobody's around to rescue them but me and i do like a slow motion charge toward them and it's very comical somehow like yes I'm stumbling you know yeah in the general direction of the perp they can't believe how large i am <laughs> and then i pull them over comically and with bowling ball sound effects, like, <laughs> of course, you know, like of, me, yeah, of course, yeah. And then you just see Nathan Drake uh, out; he's like cheering in slow motion with a goofy grin on his face, and that's the climax of the film. You're right; that's perfect. <laughs> um, good job, Daniel. You've redeemed yourself. <laughs> thanks. But we Sean. shall never speak of Hair Man again. <laughs> hair Man. <laughs> Thank you so much for that question, Yasuo. That was a really good one. Yes, thank you, Yasuo. Also, I'm, I'm sure you thought of that because of the Sonic movie. Sean and I have both watched it. Yes. Uh, it's it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, like... It's bad, but fun. Yeah, exactly. It is not a good movie, but, like, I, I had a good time in the theater. Yeah, I uh, was grinning a lot, sometimes because of the things the movie did on purpose, yes. sometimes not because of that. Yeah, and, like... Uh, ben Schwartz and Jim Carrey's performances are very entertaining. Yeah, Ben Schwartz nails Sonic yeah. uh, to a degree that was very impressive to me. And Jim Carrey does Jim Carrey and not Dr. Robotnik, but that's great. Yeah, like it, it was, it kind of, it the movie in a lot of way transported us back to the 90s. Yes, exactly. You know, uh, sometimes with like just kind of the vibe that Jim Carrey gave off mm-hmm. sometimes with a script that felt like it was written in the 90s yes, that's true uh in and... bo- both in good ways and bad ways mostly bad ways yeah. like i liked a lot of parts of that movie i did not like the script right yes like i like whenever i laughed at a joke it was because of Ben Schwartz or Jim Carrey's delivery of it yeah, and not yeah. because of the joke itself exactly 
there's also this great opening thing that they do where like because you know at the opening of marvel movies you always see like the marvel logo and it's like interposed with somebody flipping through all these marvel comics yeah they do a similar thing with sega games that i that was really touched me it was very cool yeah that was very cool that was really cool also like yeah i there's there's a lot about the movie that i didn't love it's it's one of those movies where like I enjoyed it as a fun little popcorn experience while I was in the theater. And yeah. the more I analyzed it after I got out, the less I liked it. But there is a mid credit sequence and I did cry during it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, pretty good, good job, Sonic people. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there, there's, there's some cool nostalgic moments that did make me happy. Yes. Um, yeah. I think if, I think if you're a diehard Sonic fan, if you're a diehard Jim Carrey fan, or you are seven, <laughs> go go see Sonic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, thanks to everyone for sending in their listener mail. Yeah, uh, always appreciated, and uh, and some good fun questions yeah. this this time. It was it was good to come back to doing regular Smashing Theory episodes and, yeah. and break that one out. So thanks everybody. Yes, thank you everybody. Next time on a Smashing Theory. I don't know yet. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, like there's we're in such like a news drought lately. Yeah, Nintendo's abandoned the concept of a direct forever. <laughs> we're rudderless. I did have an idea why we're doing this episode. Okay, and that's to do another poll mm. on our Patreon. Sure. Um, uh, at the two dollar level, right? Uh, patreon.com slash beepboop group. Uh, sometime after this episode goes up, we'll put up a poll. To decide what our next episode will be about. Right. One of the options will be Games of the Decade. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. And whatever wins that poll, that'll be our next episode. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. So once... uh, So, and when we know the episode, we'll announce it on our Twitter. And at that point, you'll be able to uh, send us a tweet at a smashing theory. Yeah. Follow us while you're at it. Or send an email to a smashing theory at gmail.com. And we'll pick our favorites and put them on the pod per yeah. use. All right. All right. So, uh, so um, we're a smashing theory and Nintendo <laughs> hasn't given us anything to work with in a while. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, also, if Nintendo does announce a direct in the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about that instead of the Patreon yes. poll and move the Patreon poll results until next time we have some kind of news drought, right. which I'm sure will be sometime this spring. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. And in the meantime, don't forget to vote in the primary election that's coming up or may already be happening in your state. Yeah. Yeah. Go go vote. Yes, it's important. Yeah. It's extremely important. Yeah. Really depressing and kind, of a, and kind of a bummer and we don't talk about it on the podcast much, but yeah, it's important. Go vote. Red have a smashing time! Have a smashing time. While you're voting. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
they're gone. <laughs> they're, they're fun. Directs are fun, Lonald. Yes, they are. Special thanks to Nymph. Thanks, Nymph. Nymph, I love you. Nymph, I still love your dog. Yeah. Seeing lots of pictures of your dog. Love you and your dog, Good Nymph. dog. Special thanks to my girlfriend, Amy Lee. Thank you, Amy Lee, for being patient while we finish this episode. Yeah, you might be able to hear us through the walls of our apartment talking about you. Thanks! I love you! (laughs) (laughs) And I'm looking forward to finishing recording so we can... Oh, wait. Oh, she just texted me that she loves me. (laughs) Good job. Yeah! Special thanks! (laughs) Woo! Special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Wahoo! Yeah, oh, that, that one came up pretty naturally this time. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, that one less so. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the naturalness is kind of like going down this slope. <laughs> anyway, thank, thanks, Mr. Cool Red Luigi, for, yeah. for everything you do. Yeah, thank you for being you. Yeah. Special thanks to Mr. Goobermania. Goober Boy... You know, we'll we'll get there, Mr. Goobermania. No, nope, it's Goober Uber now. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, I, I think I got to get out of here. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to call my Goober Uber. Oh, good job. It's the service that's like Uber, but it's only driven by Mr. Goobermania. <laughs> Special thanks to Mr. Goobermania for picking me up in his Goober Uber. Yeah, otherwise we wouldn't be able to get This to- bit sucks. <laughs> Special thanks to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone, a special thanks to you. Yep. If you would like us a special thank you, we will give Uber, us... Uber on over to you. No. And say thank you in person. <laughs> no, we won't do that. But if you give us $20 or more on our Patreon, patreon.com slash group, we will give you special thanks at the end of all of our podcast things for the month. I'll that cook it... you a steak. No, you won't. I can make those. <laughs> yeah, but you... <laughs> Well, the special thanks is it's on here. It's on Smashing Theory. It's also on Beep Boop Soup, our Patreon exclusive podcast. And it's also on Road to Mystery, our exclusive mini series about the the mystery tournament. games tournament yeah. happening at Combo Breaker. Yeah, well, thank you a lot. We'll give you a lot of thanks. Yeah. So, um, and you know, I, I won't really give you a steak, but I'll give you one in your heart. Like they're a vampire? <laughs> No! <laughs> Why would you murder our patrons? I, I know! I meant the kind that is meat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, special thanks to all of our special thanks patrons. We'll, we'll go. We'll give. We'll bye. 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 Goodbye. Taking a goober out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye.